0: And welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one fiery page of Talmud every day. And today's stuff, Yoma 53, well, it's fiery, all right. And it gets back to one of these questions that always sort of nod at me. One of those biblical deaths that I never could really understand. One of those punishments that always struck me as kind of oddly severe. The punishment for Aharon HaKohen's two sons, Aaron, Moses' brother, both of whose sons died for reasons that still remain unclear to me and hopefully will be explained and explicated a little bit by today's stuff. So, have a listen. The Gemara answers, they, the two brothers, were not punished for their entry into the sacred place, but for a different reason, as it was taught in a Baraita that Rabbi Eliezer says, Aaron's sons died only because they taught a halacha before Moses, their teacher. They should have asked him for his ruling, but they neglected to do so. The Gemara asks, What did they interpret from the verse that led them to enter the sacred place with fire? The verse states, And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire upon the altar, which indicates that although fire descends from the heavens, it is a mitzvah to bring man-made fire. To fulfill this mitzvah, Aaron's sons entered and brought fire to the altar. Although their ruling was in accordance with the halakha, they incurred the death penalty for failing to ask Moses. To help us make sense of that strange and seemingly very severe punishment, I have the pleasure of welcoming to the show Rabbi Shmuel Hain, a pulpit rabbi, an educator, and a scholar, and just the man we need to answer such questions. Big Mysteries. Rabbi Hain, welcome to Take One.
1: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here.
0: So before we even get down to business, give us the sort of, uh, you know, 30-second recap of who were Aaron's sons and just why do we understand them to have been punished with this most severe of punishments?
1: Aaron's two oldest sons, Nadav and Avihu, there were two others who lived after this and kind of took their place, are depicted in the Bible as righteous heirs to Aaron's high priesthood. And so the the episode here is so striking in the Bible and so out of character seemingly that we struggle to understand why it is that they were punished so severely. The biblical text does give us a reason for their death. It says that they offered a foreign fire which they had not been commanded to do so. And it actually calls back an earlier episode at the Theophany at Sinai when they had gone too far in viewing God's presence. But still, this episode demands some explanation, and the rabbis try to fill in the gaps of the ambiguity as to why they received this harsh punishment.
0: And in today's stuff, there seems to be a totally different kind of metaphysical, metaphorical explanation, right? Saying, hey, maybe it was because they taught halacha before Moses, who was, of course, there and all of our teacher not bothering to ask him for for his opinion say say more about that
1: it's fascinating because the scholar professor avigdor shinan of hebrew university in an article in tarbit's notes that there are at least 13 different sins attributed to nadav and avihu in the rabbinic literature and these different explanations project the rabbis concerns and also highlight their sensitive readings of the ambiguous biblical text. This particular explanation is one of the oldest rabbinic explanations. It's attributed to Rabbi Yezer ben Horkunas, who's a fascinating figure, and it speaks to the fact that the rabbis were preoccupied with and had some anxiety about their own rabbinic authority, even and especially the authority of teachers vis-a-vis their students. And so here, instead of just reading the text about sacrificial stakes made by the sons of Aaron, the rabbis, Rebeliezer ben Horkunus in particular, see this as some kind of violation, some kind of act of arrogance, subverting the authority of Moses and maybe rabbis more generally. And it's really interesting because the language in the Midrash, in the Sifra that this Gemara is based on, seems to add the subverting of Moses' authority to the sin of offering a foreign fire. It doesn't make it the exclusive explanation. But our Gemara uses the statement of Reb as a sufficient basis on its own. And our Gemara goes even further and says that they were correct about the halacha. Their interpretation of the law was right, and yet they died merely because of their arrogance in ruling without consulting Moses. That's what's so striking about this explanation, this Gemara. It puts into the background the whole sacrificial scene and instead suggests that this is about students undermining the authority of their rabbi.
0: Fascinating. In other words, here are the rabbis trying to come to terms with why these two righteous sons of Aaron would be dealt with so harshly and in so doing channeled their own anxieties and came down to this core principle of... Though you may be studious, though you may be righteous, though you may even be completely correct in your interpretation, lacking a measure of humility is still no laughing matter.
1: Precisely. And it seems as if Rebbe Ezer ben Horkinus, who is known in rabbinic literature as the cemented cistern who didn't lose a drop, the one who was so faithful and strictly devoted to tradition and to his mentor's teachings, in his case, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, it's fitting that he is the one who is credited with authoring this statement because he's the one who would have been most concerned about making sure not to violate what one's teacher taught him. In fact, he's quoted in several places in the Talmud as stating that he never uttered Torah, that he did not hear from his teacher, from his master, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai.
0: Let us all on that note remember that the measure of humility outshines many others, including that of brilliance, intelligence, and piety. Rabbi Shmuel Hain, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoyed this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Libowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter, at TakeOneDafYomi, or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.